Hello, hello, y'all. It is your lovely host with no co-host, Ophelia Mother. Honey, I know. Don't even don't even look at me like that or listen to me like that. I don't know what this new rhythm is. It's kind of life be life in. And honey, I don't know if I'm going to hit y'all up every three and a half, four weeks, or if it's going to be every two weeks. But if we vibing, we vibing. So, no, I was just like waiting to to jump on here specifically. Um, kind of got my bearings and things, you know, in order. But I was like, I gotta, I gotta talk to my folks. And it's crazy because I, you know, although not crazy, you know, in numbers yet, but I do have you know, some faithful few people that, you know, look forward to listening to me, whether it be me and Kay together or just me now on this new little, you know, this new little solo venture. So I'm excited what y'all been doing. Um, It's fall here in Nashville. If you're in the Nashville or surrounding areas, my absolute favorite season. I love that in the morning time, it's so chilly. You can, you know, have on a jacket or a hoodie. And then by the time you get off of work, honey, 3 o'clock, it's still 80-some degrees. And you like, damn, did I overdress? Like, I love this season. I am not one of them girls that loves spring and summer. Because miss me with the heat, especially between my thighs. I don't. Mm-mm, that's just not for me. But, um, yeah, so what y'all been up to? Um, Hope everybody is doing well. I am doing well. I don't know if you can hear the the rest in my voice that I have um, been blessed to receive. But we just thank God on today for that. But um, I haven't been doing um, a lot of things that are different. But I wanted to kind of um jump on and just kind of speak about what transition has been like for me in this season um so if there is a topic to be had for this pod for this episode I would say it would be grace in space of course this is going to be my vantage point from a wife's perspective of course um and hopefully soon y'all I, I I'm I'm done with making broken promises and expectations but I will try to create some time carve out some time where both me and Bishop K honey can get on here together because we have like hella topics that you know we have reserved to talk about together and then I kind of make things that I'll talk about solo so it's just like some dope stuff some good very good deep conversations that that I just feel like we need to have together instead of me doing it alone but the stuff that I can handle you know alone honey that's that's where we at with it but um of course you know the kids are kind of settled in school now um we done got that first progress report shout out to Kobe he's doing very very well Kobe has been in a um (coughs) excuse me a tier a tier reading group pretty much since the pandemic like everybody needs a little extra help and so you know of course kindergarten was the virtual school and then first grade and stuff like that so he is now 
I don't want to really say graduated out of that class, but he is now on his level of reading, which I know that the tier reading group helped tremendously, but also just with just with Kobe getting older and, you know, him understanding a little bit more and he's, you know, he, he's at his level of reading, so he enjoys it now. Like, it's a fun thing. It's not an overly anxiety, stressful thing for him now because he, he understands it. And if he does have trouble with it, he has the tools to get through it. So, you know, we pushing through or whatever. And shout out to Rock Springs Elementary. Phenomenal school. One of the top um, elementary schools in Rutherford County. Great school system. Great atmosphere. But you can hear in my tone, there is a but. So, Kobe has had nothing but um, white teachers because the school is predominantly white. And he has been one of very few um, black boys in each of his classrooms from virtual, from kindergarten on up to third grade. We have been blessed. We've been blessed to have some, like, for real, I'm talking about not just like the, the the foundation nice teachers, like teachers that really care about him. One in specific, um, his kindergarten teacher, even though it was virtual, you could tell Miss Pearson's heart for the students and she loved Kobe. And unfortunately she was diagnosed um, with cancer in 2020 when everything was shut down during the pandemic and everything like that, a fighter, a lover, like her faith, her love for them kids pushing through. She would send us um, pictures on Class Dojo of when she would be done with school or if she was out for one day and she gave us just, you know, kind of busy work to work, you know, amongst ourselves with the kids and stuff or whatever, her treatments from cancer and like, y'all keep praying for me or whatever, so... Unfortunately, she passed last year and, you know, she she lost her battle with cancer and it broke down the school because I think she was at Rock Springs, gosh, I believe over 20 years and just a beautiful soul of a person. So she was our first introductory to, to Rock Springs and kind of set, you know, the love that I had. And I'm like, if, if every teacher could be like this or at least halfway like this, we would be you know, in phenomenal hands. And for the most part, we have been in phenomenal hands from first grade to second grade. But here we are in third grade. And I'm going to be a little bit ranty about this because most of my mom friends, especially on Facebook and social media, we do have kids that are close or similar in age. And the third grade is like going to um, junior college for people that live in the Davidson County, Rutherford, you know, Tennessee, surrounding areas. It is serious. It's supposed to be serious because it's a level up. And I think, um, correct me if I'm wrong, teachers, educators, I think that they are doing away with this whole no child left behind. Um, and although I understand that and agree with it somewhat, because the entire, um, I feel like just student body, you know, when you're in school and stuff because of the pandemic, everybody's behind because I've heard this individually from teachers at his school and friends that I have that are teachers. So I feel like there's some grace that needs to be given there and tools and resources for that. But nevertheless, Rock Springs is not planned. So he has a new teacher and she is... 
like military style, you know, um, which I understand that because I'm very, you know, a certain type of a parent too when it comes to academics, responsibilities and stuff. I don't mind Kobe being challenged and being um, prepped for where he needs to be at, but I do not want my child to be ostracized and intimidated in his learning. Kobe is not a behavioral problem child. Like, that's just not who he is. Now, if, if this was Nas and they was trading places, we would have a whole different type of tone, but Kobe is not that. Kobe is gonna listen um, and he's going to more so listen on the first time because he don't want to see me and his daddy at the end of the day. And so I ran into this problem first few weeks where she was writing in his agenda that he was having behavioral problems like every day. He's not talk. He's, he's talking in the hallway when he's not supposed to be. He's doing stuff that he's not supposed to And I'm just like, mm, I don't know who she's describing. So I would ask Kobe each day because you have to sign the agenda every day. Like, hey, bud, like what's going on? Whatever, whatever. And he would tell me, and I'm not one of those parents that is oblivious. Like, you know your child. You know if they book wild. You know their struggles and stuff. Really, if you're that type of parent. And I am that type of parent. So I'm just like... The person that you describing on paper, honey, is not who Kobe is. Like, you know, maybe he do get out of line, you know, once of talking or something like that. But then you correct him, he going to want to keep his recess. He going to want to have a star at the end of the day. So stuff like that means something to him. And so when I asked, I was just like, hey, buddy, you know, what's going on or whatever. He's just like... Mama, she's she's hard. She's hard on us and stuff or whatever. So, you know, I just kept my 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 ear to it and you know like watched out for it or whatever. So after almost two weeks straight of you always got something to say, it it kind of seemed a little childish to me. I'ma just be completely freaking honest. Like, you know, are you nitpicking? You know, do you got nothing else to do but to just keep watching Kobe if that's the only person that you're doing like that at the time? So long story short, I, I I sent a nice email back like, hey, um, this ain't that. And Kobe, you know, he's going to pay attention. He's going to do like if Kobe's having problems with struggling with, you know, spelling words or reading or academics and you're reporting that every day, then OK, you know, and we'll, we'll I, I can take that and I understand that. But you talking about him being a, a issue? No. So it became to where, and you know, I'm a black mom and you know, we got to protect our kids. And so I'm like, you're not going to start a paper trail, a behavior paper trail that's for one false and not true about my son. And don't think I'm paying attention because unfortunately in our community too, you do have parents that don't care. They'll sign an agenda. Don't give a damn about what a teacher is writing comments wise, whatever, and, and send them on or whatever. No, I'm going to address you at every turn on mine. Like, what's going on? And so once I did that, magical surprise. He got stuck. He ain't got a bad report since I addressed it. So that just goes to show me that it's not just because I addressed it. It's because what you were writing about Kobe was false, honey. So I had to kind of check her and be nice, nasty or whatever. So I'm really still, the verdict is still out just because now I've teamed up with a, another mom who's black um, as well. And I'm like, hey, is it just me? 
And she's just like, girl, I've been waiting to link up with somebody. We just talked, you know, a few days ago. And she's just like, my son too. Like, you know, I don't know if she might be the best fit for my son and stuff. So she's just one of them teachers that I understand you want them to be independent and you want them to level up from my maybe, you know, the codependency that they've had as first and second graders. However, there is a transition, you know, that has to be had and you need to allow them that transition. So... I'm going to see what this first real report card is looking like. Um, Kobe, like most kids, does not adapt well to change or whatever. But we just going to see, you know, how this is going to rock. And if not, I'm going to advocate for my child. And he may end up being in somebody else's, you know, third grade classroom just because this ain't that. And you're not fin to, like, create all this other stuff. But anyway, I digress. Um, but... What I wanted to kind of get into is that grace and space, like I'm learning that, you know, back to the marriage um, topics at hand or whatever. And I am enjoying the season that I'm in and I'm learning so much about me. Like I say it all the time. I think I said it in the last episode on the pod, like wives and I don't I mean this in the most um in the most what's the word like graceful way like wives we do a lot and especially if you are with a spouse and a partner that does just as equal as you do and it might not be an equal like y'all splitting the same responsibilities and day to day but he has just a heavy if not heavier load than you do. Um, but like I said, this is this wife talk is is from my vantage point, my point of view. And so I was getting to a place to where I was just overly like burnt out, y'all. I was tired. Um, and so I had been looking forward to just, you know, some me time getting away or whatever, but with real bills and real, you know, lack of funds or whatever, I wasn't able to do that. And so if some of y'all follow me and see me on social media, um, I got blessed to be able to um, go to Dallas where the Sarah Jake Roberts Woman Evolve Tour was held at the Globe Life Theater. Beautiful experience. Um, I've been a fan of Sarah Jake Roberts for about six years now, um, an old friend of mine introduced me to her. And I'm saying this careful because I, you know, I want to give the right credit. Um, but I do believe, yeah, her, her, one of her first books, Don't Settle for Safe. And I had just kind of got into the wave of reading and even listening to pods back in like 2017 and stuff or whatever. And so, um, it was a book that she was reading or whatever. And she was like, you know, you should check it out or whatever. And I think because I was going through such a difficult transition, um, with my friendship at the time, um, I needed something, you know, to just kind of anchor me in that, in that space that I was in at that time. And so I read the book, I was hooked on it. And then I started following her and then she popped off with Woman Evolve and doing the conferences. And I have been a fan of SJR from from that moment. So she used to, if y'all don't know a little bit about her story, 
her story is about her being pregnant. Um, she's T.D. Jakes' daughter. So if you don't even know her, you know who T.D. T.D. Jakes is and her getting pregnant at 14. And so you can just already just imagine all of the things that had happened, popped up, transpired just from that, you know, moment alone. And so it's just really her walk of navigating, finding who she was and who she is and stuff. And it just intrigued me. And what intrigued me about it is her transparency, her rawness, her realness of who she is and how much she loved God. And it doesn't look like church. It doesn't look like religion. It just looks like somebody who represents, you know, who God truly is. And that's what attract attracted me. And that's what keeps me engaged. And so um, with her growing, you know, because she used to go like from city to city, you know, and have, you know, two, three thousand people come, you know, if that and then, you know, go to the next city. And she would always kind of touch down in Nashville or somewhere close like Memphis or something like that. And um, as God is blessing her in this whole movement or whatever, like it was a big deal. So she, you know, had to do it in Texas and she needed people to come to her instead of her traveling or whatever. And I just knew once I looked online, because I'm locked in on every email, you know, trail, every book club, all of the things that she's on social media wise. And I was just like, honey, see them tickets. And then start to calculate like the whole cost of the trip and how that was going to go down. And I was just like, honey, this is a little bit different from her little $40, $50, you know, $60 tickets, honey. So I kind of chalked it up. Or whatever, but still was interested in going. And so she sent out like a little survey thing this summer as she was promoing and was just like, if you're not financially able, you know, to come and you're having a hardship or whatever, um, fill out this form or whatever and we'll see what we can do. So it was kind of like a thing that you had to be chosen for. And so like a month ago, um, her team had reached out and was just like, hey, you were one of the people, you know, that filled out the financial hardship thing. She was like, and we'll be able to cover, you know, your tickets for the three-day conference. Now, I'm talking about $300 plus just for the tickets alone. And that might be small money to some people, but, honey, we still client to client, check to check over here. So there was, you know, some bread for me that I just hadn't budgeted out because I knew that airfare and all of that stuff will have to be a factor in, in lodging and stuff. And so when... I was so excited about it. I told Kay, and so I was just like, I really wanted to go because y'all know Kay went on his trip. And I didn't do this out of, ooh, he did something for himself. I wanted to do it. I was actually inspired because he did, you know, go on his guy's trip and stuff or whatever. And I'm just like, I know what it did for him. And I know how overly burnt out and exhausted that he was and how that reboot was for him or whatever. And I was just like, if I could make this into like a self-care trip, I would love to. But then I was like, oh my God, I've never, first of all, I'm not, I'm not a travel girl. So I'm just now at 34, almost 35 years old, getting into that bag, which I really, me and Kay always get into it now jokingly like we should have been traveling before we had kids like we was together a whole solid eight years before we even had Kobe we should have been traveling the world then when we could afford it honey when rent won two thousand dollars you know what I'm saying like the whole thing mighty God in this place 
But here we are. So I was just like, yeah, baby, I didn't budget it. And he looked me in my eyes and he was just like, we're going to make sure you go. Like, you know, I've been blessed to get the tickets or whatever. And that's what I felt like, honestly, like God has a purpose for me to be in Dallas for whatever reason. And I just got to come up, you know, and do my part to get there. And with prayer and honey, faith and favor and some of even my friends and stuff on Facebook and stuff or whatever, like I had posted, you know, my journey of me getting there. And so many people like poured out to me just financially and and sow the seed, which was completely just my heart was overwhelmed or whatever because I went down there like on a wing and a prayer or whatever. But I got there and y'all, when I tell you, I think I'm, what, two weeks from Dallas? Yeah, because last week made it one week. And it was funny because we we all on like a little, you know, Sarah Jake's, um, it's kind of like a community, like a Facebook community, but it's an app that she's created. And so one person had... Um, posted on there like are people telling y'all y'all been acting different since y'all came back from conference and I laughed and chuckled at it you know inside and just went on or whatever but y'all Kay has been saying that to me like you acting different you acting real independent now and I'm like really like no I'm not but I am and and I mean I think when you go to something like that and you're truly seeking a move from God spiritually that's what that's what that's what they're supposed to do. That's the outcome of it. And then like even the the bigger thing for me is I traveled alone. So that was super scary because like I said, I'm not a travel girly. The airport gives me anxiety. I've only flown once prior to then when I did my wedding in Jamaica and I had somebody with me who's a frequent flyer. So it was basically just me shadowing her, you know, but doing this alone, like that was huge for me. And I, in, I it was intentional about it. I was like, I want this to be so authentic, so crystal clear, so that I know that I don't have to be on nobody else's algorithm, nobody else's time, itinerary, nothing. Like I can get what I need to get. I can do what I need to do. I did so much like meditation, y'all, so much praying. Like I have not cried that much. I feel like in my whole life because I'm not a crier, you know, I'm still navigating my vulnerability um, even as an adult, but just to go and just be so free in that space to be me and to be like that vulnerable, like with women that I didn't know. I, I've now, I've met some lifelong friends just from going by myself, like some real connections and stuff. And that feeling is indescribable. And I, I believe um, that that is a trip that I will take every year alone just for the experience of it, for the outcome of it, for the connection of of you know, spiritualness that you need and stuff. And then just an opportunity to, to have a space for me or whatever. And so that's where the whole topic of grace and space comes from is because like, whether you are the wife or you're the husband, when you get up there in, in, in 10 year with your, with your partner, with your spouse or whatever, 
I am learning because I don't think younger days I probably would have contradicted this whole notion like no you know no you need space you need space to disconnect from the roles and the duties and the responsibilities that you do with your eyes closed y'all like day in and day out like you really do and I know I'm gonna pull on the heartstrings of moms because I'm a mom and a wife but I'm like I needed that like I went down there completely on E depleted, overworked, underpaid, overstimulated, exhausted, sleepy. Like when I tell you the amount of rest that I got, conference was three days, full, you know, three day long itinerary or whatever. And even on some of the conference days or whatever, I skipped out on some of the sessions just because I wanted to sleep in. I wanted to take myself to brunch, you know, and then I wrapped up, you know, at the end of the the night with the conference and stuff like that. But that was something huge for me to do it for myself, by myself. Um, When I first went to, and it was like a full circle moment for me, um, when I first went to her first conference in 2018, I went with a group of friends. And no shade, no pun intended, but I'm not even connected with those ladies anymore like how I was. That's how I know that God is shifting and shaping and changing me. And I'm able to witness it in real time like while it's happening. Like I didn't need, I didn't need a group. I didn't need even one person. I'm just like, you know what? You know, if I want to go, I'm going to go. And that's exactly what I did. And I, I now see just how... So many things are within our reach, you know, like we have what we need. We just got to tap into it. Had this been two or three years ago, I would have been begging and pleading for people to go with me and then would have justified it if I couldn't find somebody to go down to Texas with me. Like, no, like do stuff for yourself. I have to remind myself, and this is not just like this cliche, cliche like notion that we see on a meme or something on Facebook or or Insta, like, I really can't keep pouring from an empty glass. Like, I have to do some of the things that I like, even if nobody understands it, even if nobody agrees, if I ain't got a hooray, a hurrah, none of that. Like, do some things for you, ladies. Like, Do some things for you. And that doesn't have to be something extreme as like getting on a plane and flying to a different state. That can be, hey, you know what? I'm going to take this hour and do something that I I, I like to do uninterrupted. Like, I just think for longevity of marriage um, and intimacy and understanding, we're forever changing and Me and my husband, we celebrated six years this past Saturday on the 23rd. And we were kind of like, I don't know if he was, but initially, and I'm going to just be honest right here. I was bummed out because we were going to have the kids because I am so like hungry for our quality time now because we're always on the go and we're apart from each other so much. So when we get quality time or if we can plan quality time I just love it and so all three of our babysitters just you know we we did ask them in advance and they just had different things some of them were 
going out of town. Some of them were coming right back, coming in from town, just unavailable. And so just to give you just a real highlight reel, we took the kids with us. And like I said, at first I was kind of in my feelings because I'm just like, oh, you know, this is just a testament of like where we are now. But then I'm like, no, it is a testament of where we are now. Like your life is different from 1925 to even when you first got married. Like we got two kids, you know, we got two different schedules. We work two different jobs. We got businesses that we run now. Um, And my husband's schedule is literally like ebb and flow. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, It's not consistent in the way that it's like you're nine to five and then you got all this time to spend with your family at home. You know, like, no, between coaching and then him working at night and then the work that he has to do sporadically throughout the week during the day, like, we are never together unless we're riding in the car together and that's to, for one of us to drop, you know, somebody off of work or something, you know, like stuff like that. So, it was just a reminder, um, just with the trip of like the space, space leads to, you know, grace and, you know, where you can kind of replenish and reset yourself or whatever so that you can, I have had like an, um, a crazy amount of energy to do more things. So before I left, I'm just like, well, this house is a mess, you know, and a mess to, you know, my standards and stuff. And so I just had more energy. I had more energy to to cook the three or four days in a row. I had more energy to be available emotionally, not just for my husband, but for my kids too. You know, like, so it's just like with anything, like, you know, you leave a phone on too long or a computer or a laptop or whatever, like unplug it for a while, you know, and then all of the functions that were once groggy and slowing down or whatever, they will start to, you know, be at the capacity that they need to be. And so I'm just learning like to, to do more of that. And it might, like I said, it might not be extreme of taking a trip. It might be setting boundaries. Hey, and I'm, I'm still learning this for myself, but some of my friends know like, Hey, Sundays are my family days. Cause those are the days likely that I can spend most time with my family, including my husband, all of us being in the same roof. And you know, like, I don't wanna do work. I don't wanna really reply back to a text message, you know, unless it's like, for real, like, I'm definitely not doing no phone calls unless somebody, you know, is at the hospital or done died. Like, I have created that boundary for me. Like, hey, because I'm on go, I'm available, every other day of the week for everybody, for my job, for my business, for my husband's business, you know, like, no, I got to create some time for myself. So I would say, you know, that is like a huge important step. If you've been in, you know, partnership with somebody for the long haul, like create that space for you, you know, and now that, you know, we are, doing therapy and we're learning tools in different languages and stuff or whatever like giving grace and I know that's something that is new for me as far as like just being vulnerable in that area whatever like sometimes Kaya say something or whatever and 
he may not agree to this if he hears it, but <laughs> I know the work that I'm doing and I'm just like, okay, you know, just give him grace. Oh, like, and I'm, and I'm sure that he does the same for me. Like, you know, and he just said the other day, I think it was Saturday um, on our anniversary. He was like, babe, let's just focus on, and it was random. It wasn't, I don't know what prompted this for him, but he was like, let's just focus on like who we are to each other and the things that we do right for each other instead of all the things that we do wrong and you know what we need to work on and I and it just touched my heart because you know sometimes and I'm gonna speak for me like T.D. Jakes talks about this and another dope thing about the conference is it's not all it's not all like sermon it's it's about life it's about resources it's about your health it's about therapy how therapy is needed and it's under the alignment of if you want to have a relationship with God, like how important that is. She had a man panel this year, her first year ever doing like a man panel because we want to hear from a man too of what their perception is of us, whether you're in a marriage, whether you're single and stuff or whatever. And T.D. Jakes is always very, very vocal whenever he gets a platform to speak about, you know, what a marriage is and stuff like that. And and I love his perspective. And he reminded us, you know, a few weeks ago at the conference, you know, like, don't get confused with a developing man versus a toxic man. Like somebody who's going to misuse you, abuse you, ain't good for you or whatever. And so that stuck out to me because I'm just like, sometimes we want stuff instant, you know, and, you know, and I mean, I think it's natural because we're exposed to all of this crazy ass social media and everything happening, you know, within a click of a a, a finger and stuff like that. But I'm just like, that's some real stuff, you know, like I can't create these scenarios in my mind based off of what somebody else is going through when I know my situation is not like that. And I feel like I do good with that. But if we're honest, I think we all dabble a little bit into that too. Like, you know, like, you know, you know if you got a good a good dude or not. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I know that these things that I'm nitpicking apart are not heavy things, big things that can't either A, be talked about or just B, completely just to give grace and overlooked and be like, okay, you know, is that worth you know, Mount Everest type of attitude, you know, like, no, like, chill out, relax, oh, you know, so I'm getting into that space, like, you know, it's, it's not that deep, you know, and I think that comes from both ends of marriage, like, when you get to that age in your marriage or age being together. We've been married for six years, and in January, we'll have been together for 17 years, so... You know, we really do got some get some skin in the game of each other's temperaments and stuff or whatever. So I'm just like, you know what? Grace and space. Like that's been my whole little little mood, you know, with with where me and Kay are, with also embracing and loving, you know, how we're growing. Like we had a dope conversation this morning. And me and him, we get so passionate about stuff to where in the middle of it, it's going to seem like we arguing, but then we got to come back down to zero and be like, oh, you you know, who's on the same page? 
But, you know, that's just the passion that we have for each other and how we, you know, love on each other and stuff. So I'm just like, you know, at this at this point in life, like, um, I'm just enjoying, like, creating space for me. A space for me to be, oh, not mama, not wifey, not babe, just for me to be, oh, and whatever that looks like. And if that changes, you know, from day to day, if it's, you know, one month I'm doing this or for six months I'm doing that, you know, whatever, like just really creating a time for me and I am loving it. And I urge every wife that's listening, every mom that's listening at your own space and at your own pace to do that, like create a village, create your boundaries you know, like, you know, for it, I, I got to journal so much. I got to read my books. I even left a damn book on the plane that I was pissed about because I was in the thick of things with that book or whatever. But, honey, I was so happy to get off the plane and land, honey. Mother don't forget the damn book. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just, it's just the place that I'm in. And so... I just wanted to kind of get on here and tap in and check in with y'all, but just to share that, like, grace and space, like, it is a beautiful thing, and I know that we're still early, like, um, in grief with Kay, with Pops and stuff or whatever, so I definitely had to remind myself to, you know, give more grace, because, a lot of the things now that we're not neck and neck and frustrated with each other anymore, I'm understanding that a lot of those moments, if I had just t- taken like a moment to see him gracefully, you know, then I wouldn't have been so butthurt about his reactions to stuff or the things that were going on like last year and stuff like that. Like, you know, so that's that's kind of it for me. Um, I don't really have much going on. We're wrapping up. What's the old um, wedding season? We got two more weddings. One um, where I am the planner coordinator, and then one a big wedding where um, I'll be helping see out and stuff for New Year's Eve. But I'm grateful just in that capacity to last year. I would consider myself booked and busy because I had 15 events from that was wedding. Some of them were um, conferences, you know, just most of them were weddings, but some of them were parties and everything like that. And this year, if you're looking at the books, it looks like, you know, dang, you know, I didn't had an off year and it has been slow, but I wouldn't consider it off because I've been able now to build up my portfolio and my skill set and, and, and what's the old to where I can pick and choose like, mm, you know, what type of bag I want, you know, okay. I don't have to, you know, try to jump on everybody that comes through an email that has an inquiry. I can actually choose, okay, you actually have a real budget that I can work with and you're looking for a professional and a team of professionals and stuff like that. So, it's been really, really cool to see um, that transpire, too, to where it, it feels good. Like, 
Yeah, we might not be working every weekend, but when we are, it makes a big impact. And so we just did a really, really huge wedding. Um, September the 9th, shout out to Kayla and Trey. Wedding was beautiful, like drop dead gorgeous, but they were also beautiful, amazing clients too, to work with because they trusted us with every inch of budgeting, logistics, behind the scene, like, and we were able to present them exactly, you know, with what they asked for, so... That's it for me. That is that is completely it for me. And shout out to if you got some low maintenance friends. Um, I had a friend that came to scoop me up, Miss Kim Bell, um, last last Wednesday or whatever. And I I feel like I've always been a low maintenance friend, but I don't know that I've always had low maintenance friends because I've had friends that I talk to every morning like tea time like if you pour a glass of coffee every morning like hey they gonna call it this time on my way to work we're gonna talk our way to work you know all of that shit the shit or whatever but I think as I'm becoming more of a mature adult I do appreciate people that match my vibe and Kim is one of them we call each other twin and it's truly just because the character and the integrity of us is is almost like like identity like twins for real and so I just wasn't feeling you know being at work at the time and was hungry too and I was like hey come scoop me come pick me up because I know she you know she has a few businesses out in this area and stuff or whatever and sometimes you just got to pull up on your friends you know like when you feel it and you emotional you know about it and you got that strong emotional behind it just do it and it, be, it ended up being the best time for me and her. You know, like, we both didn't know that we needed it. And so we needed it because we are the friends in our friend groups outside of each other that is considered the strong friend. That everybody pours on, leans on, you know, asks for advice for. So when you can be that for somebody that's your equal like that in friendship, it's really, really dope. But other than that, honey, I feel like I've been talking long enough. Y'all let me know how the sound is. I got a little different setup because I'm here in the office or whatever. But um, it's good acoustics in here. So if it works out, if it plays back good, I might be recording here because it's no distractions here. Usually when I'm recording, it's like, oh, God, I hope Nazi don't wake up or whatever. But, honey, until next time, I will holla.